Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 224 of the Sausage Factory. Apologies for the voice, I have a cold. That's what happens when you go to two expos in a row. You're about to pick up something. Thanks, Pax and Rezd. Appreciate it. In this episode, I talked to Don Schmocker of Okomotive about their action-adventure game, Far Loan Sales. But before we delve into that, let's see what else is under the Cane and Rinse umbrella. We have Cade and Rinse, of course, on every Monday, delving into, in detail, a game every single week. A game that all the hosts, by the way, have completed. I know, strange, right? This week, it's actually been Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus, which is a game I really, 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 really liked, and played on the PC a lot, and loved it. Then we have Sound of Play on Wednesdays, where they celebrate the tunes of video games made by people, composers mainly. They interview composers sometimes, that's why I just mentioned that. It's, I blame the cold. Um, then we have Playwright on Thursdays. We had two people called Ryan making video games, well, conceptualising video games based on the ideas sent to them by listeners. It's excellent, highly recommend it. And of course on Friday it's The Sausage Factory, which you're listening to right now. So yay, go you! Don't forget to like and subscribe and write a review for me that would be that would be great I'd love that if you want to know more about Cana Rinse and what it produces and other things because we don't just do uh, do podcasts we do videos as well and do blogs and we also have an active forum yes in 2019 and uh, you can also pick up other podcasts all these other podcasts on your podcast catcher of choice whatever that may be we also have a Twitch stream yes we do Every Thursday, I go sailing down Garget with the Sea of Thieves on the hunt for content. So far, we've found nothing. Well, there's been the odd chest. But that's about it. And then, um, on Sundays, I play random video games. Sometimes the games I play are linked to what Caden Rids are featuring. For, for example, last week I played um, Pilot Wings on my SNES or SNES. I don't know how you meant to pronounce that. But anyway, and it held up really well. I got to the fourth level. It was great. I was really impressed with myself because normally I'm profoundly bad at that game. But uh, obviously I've got good. Is that what phrase? I don't know. 
So if you want to tuck us some coin in exchange for this content that we produce, the overwhelming amount of content that Kane and Rinse produces, then you can. You can subscribe to Patreon. And if you do, you get extra stuff on top of the stuff I've already talked about. I know. You get one week early episodes of Kane and Rinse. Not only that, but extended editions. Because typically Kane and Rinse is limited to two hours. But if you want extra, extra, extra Kane and Rinse, then you can, you know, tuck us... One dollar a month. That's one US dollar a month. It's about 80 pence currently. And, uh, yeah, you you get uh, you get the, the show one week early. And also they get the, you get unique sort of podcasts as well. There's the monthly podcast that Jay and Leon, the founders of Cato Rinse, uh, produce. And also we have the platform specials at the moment. The Xbox, the original Xbox, not the Xbox One, gets its attention, gets the turn in the spotlight. And if you don't subscribe, you won't be getting that for another three months or so. But if you subscribe by tucking one dollar, just one dollar a month, then you can listen to it right now. And it's brilliant. I've gr- I listened to it. It's great. Right. Enough of that. It's time to listen to past me who doesn't have this cold. Take it away. Healthy me. Don. Who are you? Hello. Hello. <laughs> who are you and what do you do? Hi, I'm I'm Don. I'm a game developer from Switzerland, and I'm part of the team that recently released and now releases um, Far Loan sales on on all platforms mostly. Yeah. And yeah, Far Loan sales is a game. <laughs> yeah, we're oh, just for listeners' uh, uh, education, should we say? Information is better. Uh, we're recording this on the second of April, uh, which is the day in which the PS4 uh, version of Far Loan Sales uh, has arrived. It's been released. So very exciting. And so extra privilege to have Don here because he's probably quite busy uh, uh, answering lots of emails like, what does this button do? Um, <laughs> and that kind of thing. So, yeah, very exciting. But uh, at the time of the release, of course, the, the, that, that, that date would have long passed. But, uh, yes, exciting times. Now, Thanks. Don, how did you make your start making video games? Oh, that! Um, how it was like four years ago, I think, um, or, or five. Oh, it, time passed quickly. But um, I, I studied game design, and this was like my first time I actually got in contact with developing games. And there, I, I never programmed a game before or made like a prototype before. So there, I learned um, what it it takes to to make a game with with all the different elements and i also learned to to program a bit and in in the end to create a game by myself and and it was it was a really fun time it was a really it was a stressful and busy time there but all it it was all the way very interesting for me and so after that i i really wanted to continue it so it was really advantageous to to have a, a game project which started as a um as a, a bachelor's project actually which is the game for loan sales and with with that project i i tried to to show it to people and go to different conventions and like for example to the gamescom and and exhibit the game there so from there on it it was like yeah, <laughs> every month or so 
I had to do something which I never did before, and I really got into the the whole more or less professional game development. Right, that's wonderful. How Gamescom has uh, over the years um, started to uh, um, bringing indie development, which previously it used to be. Uh, um, mainly mainstream titles, from what I can recollect, mm-hmm. but now it's become more open because I think it's had to because that's how video game uh, um, scene or industry has evolved. Um, there's more and more independent developers out there, and to ignore them is is a bit odd. So uh, yes. they've, they've, <laughs> they've, they've had to uh, change with the times, which is wonderful. Um, so, what, what's your earliest memory of of making games? Oh, I obviously mean, went to university, but uh, yeah, you must have done something before you went to to, there, to, to think you could you got the chops to do it. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, as I said, it was the uni- in the university where I, I started it, right? And right. Um, and I think the the first thing was really we we had to make a, a small game like in the in the first two weeks of. Um, after the university started, and like it was like with Game Maker, so and and um, I had to do the programming there with like drag and drop elements, and and I did it for the first time. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's my 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 first memory in making games. Before that, I was mostly like doing comics or illustrations uh, as a hobby. So right, okay. I, I, I come from this background in a way. Right, right. So, but you just sort of uh, managed to uh, latch on to Game Maker as you were required to do. In the yes. <laughs> and then uh, built it from there. There's been some fantastic games released from Game Maker. Let's not detract. Yes, I am I, surprised every time. And yeah, you see a title and you think, oh, it's done by some other engine. You go, oh no, no, that's, that was Game Maker. Like, really. Mm-hmm. Yes, it can do all sorts of things. Uh, yes. And it's constantly evolving and changing, and the new version comes out more or less every two years or so. It's a very impressive uh, bit of kit. Right. So I'm going to ask you, as Okomotive, which is the, the name of your studio, I understand, mm-hmm. uh, what do you believe is your biggest influences as a creative force? What do you believe is the thing that um, you find yourself being drawn to more and more and more and then, therefore, comes out in your work. Um, I think it's a bit of a complicated answer um, because what we what we try to do is, or what I originally tried to do is, to to find something which um, which is is really personal in a way, and um, and we have or I have. Um, great experience with and and um if if i if i'm able to create something that that has this fun or this this um these emotions to create something in the game that mostly that yeah that if if we achieve to recreate this this feeling or maybe like this nostalgic 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 feeling um in inside the game that's that's what we what we try to achieve for example because it's a, it's a really um uh general 
um, answer. For example, if I, um, I, I was on, on different road trips with my family um, as, a, as a kid, and I, I really liked it, and, um, and I am looking back to it, and that's, that's one emotion or one, one feeling I, I tried to bring into the game, to, to, to have this feeling of going on a journey but without, without, um, without being on a hurry or without being like chased by something. So you, you just want to, to go to a different place and, and enjoy the, the way or the, the enjoy traveling towards this, this place. Okay. So <laughs> childhood memories is a wonderful piece of influence. That certainly created file loan sales, and you're right. It 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 is a it's a game it's a game about a road trip, really, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, has various uh, hazards that are presented to you. But um, yeah, to influence by one's own memories is great because you, that's how you experience the world. Why not sort of share it by, you know, describing. An event or creating a, 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 a version of that those 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 trips um, in this, this this rather bleak <laughs> yeah. bleak world that you created. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. I mean it, it it wasn't that bleak in in my past, but of course it wasn't. Um, and no. it's I, I think the difficult thing is that because it's really it's it's a personal experience, you it's it's hard to to find new ideas um, or also it's hard to, to combine um, for example the different personal experiences from each of each one of our team to because everyone has a different past and or, yeah so it's the, it's a bit difficult to combine all this and still get the this experience but it worked in the end I think and um, yeah <laughs> We, I mean, the the other part is to to find other inspirations for for the art style and and the game mechanics and to to bring this idea together. Yes, yes, indeed. It um it does work extremely well in the fact that you are constantly being driven, or a better phrase, to go. Right, <laughs> uh, and uh, yes. uh, along across the screen, and um, uh, so okay. What developer do you most admire in the industry, and why? This is my next question, by the way. Kind of, I'll kind of launch it at you from from a, without warning. But yes, what developer do you most admire in the video game industry, and why? Oh, that's that's a difficult question because. Um, I there are some developers which I know personally, but um, don't don't play the games. No. Or, and then <laughs> there are some games which I don't know the developers from. Yeah, but you play <laughs> and, the games. Yeah, that's, that's that can be a problem. It doesn't have to be a person; it could be a company. Um, or it can, and it can be more than one, so you don't have to hurt everyone's feelings. Um, I think one one developer. Which which comes to mind is like that game company. Uh-huh. Um, I, th- I think especially because of the of how they handled the the different games. So they that they have like 
sort of um, progression, but still keeping the same the same feeling in a way and 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 quality. So you you know that they they are similar in a way, but they also um, one up each other. You could say. So okay. that that's one thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and generally. It's a good answer. I mean, they're a fantastic company and they've done some amazing work. Although I know Journey cost a lot of, uh, was a painful game to make because they were doing things yes. that many of the other developers didn't understand or didn't want to happen. And they left because it took a lot out of them. Um, it was sad, really, because they made a, a masterpiece, but they didn't, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't see it. They couldn't see it that way. All they saw was something that was a train crash. They generally regarded it as that. Um, I'm paraphrasing, there's a lot more to it. But it was not uh, a smooth sailing. Hey, there you go. It was smooth <laughs> sailing uh, for for that game company when making Journey. It almost broke them. But uh, yes, yeah, it's and it's very sad. It's very very sad to hear yes. because some people just can't see what they're making. It's sounds strange, but they just can't see what they're what what they're doing um, and what they're creating. They just see they're so mm-hmm. close to it that they are they're so self critical that they. Uh, can't see what they've actually done. So, yeah. Anyone else? I think also play that is. I, I think the. I think the one thing which I find really interesting is that they have the <laughs> have the the money to to take as much time as they want, and they. Um, I, I I read somewhere that they they have a really open. Um, design design process, so they, they they don't really have to be efficient, um, especially at the beginning. I, I I think, but it's I mean for us it's I think for us it's helpful to to have some some pressure, and I I don't know how it would work for us if we have like a lot of years and all the money we want to do how how good our games would be in that case. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's a strange situation to be in, I think. But I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> I I wouldn't, um, yeah, I wouldn't try to 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 change it if I have all this money. No, no. I think what you hear upon there is quite it's quite interesting how uh, a lot of them. Um, Video games. Well, the, the the resources you now have to make video games is extraordinary. You know, the amount of power that you have available to you, you know, the amount of memory that you've got, and and, and, that, and other aspects of the components mm-hmm. and the CPU powers and stuff, uh, is quite exceptional. So you have to rein it in, don't you? Really, you could just go on. You could you could have turned Farland Sales into a three D fully rendered extravaganza. It would have taken you twenty years to make. But <laughs> yes, you, but you could have done. You could have done that. But yes. And also, I mean, for this case that they had all this freedom, uh, that Playdate had all this freedom, um, they made a really focused game. And I, I think I, I also, or we also tried to, to focus the, the idea of, of our games, especially at the beginning of the, or at the earlier parts of development. So because they, they automatically grew bigger and bigger, um, we wanted to, we want to focus our, our ideas um, yeah 
as, as, as good as possible. And I think inside, in the end, really, yeah, it it uh, it has only what what it needs to have in the game. Yes. Oh yes, minimalism is, minimalism is king in in Farland Sales Land. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, last question, the first half. Sula, mm-hmm. not bad. You, you made it. Um, <laughs> almost. We're almost, almost there, and we got a second half, and it really gets tricky. Um, what are you playing right now? Um, I'm playing right. I'm I'm playing Foundation. Do you know Foundation? I don't. Oh, I'm scared now. What what is Foundation? It's um, a medieval city building. Um, it's in early access. Okay. And it's I I I was a bit hesitating at the beginning, and um, it's because it doesn't it, it's not really challenging, and and you just build a medieval town, and and what I like is is that you you have. Um, Really, you have the freedom to to create a beautiful town and to to have more like um, city layout to to create your your own your own small town instead of just being as efficient as possible. Um, but everything has has its game gameplay or its game design its game design value. So yeah, that's the game I'm, I'm playing right now. Okay, is it by anyone you know, or is it just something you got recommended to you? Is it are those sort of games something you're drawn to? Uh, yes, um, I, I don't uh, like I, I don't know them personally, um, but I know someone who knows them and so on. <laughs> but um, the, but I, I I saw it on Steam and it was also recommended by um, and so I, I tried it and now I have like. 40 hours play timing it. Wow. What what stage is it at in early access? Is it content complete or what? Uh no no, it's 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 really early. Right. Okay. So you're finding stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well that's that's just one to look out for then. Yeah. Foundation, is that what it's called? Yes, foundation. Okay. I'll have a look at that after we're done here. Hopefully I won't spend forty hours doing that and editing this podcast instead. Um, but yeah that's it for the first half well done so now we're going to go to the second half where we delve deep to far known
moved on. First question. Local listeners will know is a question. It's a request. Please tell us what is far loan sales. All right. Um, far loan sales is a is a game about the journey, but you're not alone on this journey. You you're together with your own big vehicle. So this vehicle is your your companion and your your home on this on this journey through this desolated, you could say post-apocalyptic um, world, and and it helps you to to get through it and to overcome different obstacles. But you also have to to care for this vehicle and to to maintain it and to find new energy um, sources to continue driving. So it's you. It's a bit of a relationship um, with this vehicle, and you, on the journey you get to know the vehicle better and better. And it can get emotional, um, <laughs> and 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 also for us it was really a, a gameplay goal to to create this 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 relationship and this bond with this vehicle on this journey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's um, you're right, and it's it just opens up with you and this massive vehicle. It's a steam powered vehicle, everyone. Uh, I think, it, and 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 wind powered as well. Yes. Uh, hence the sails thing. Um, although you don't start off with those. Bit of a spoiler, but it happens in the next thirty twenty minutes of the game, so don't worry. Uh, you <laughs> eventually acquire some sails and shove them on sails, sails on, and then you install them onto the vehicle and then off you go uh, and um, it's a windswept land colourless almost almost not quite and uh, it's um, it's yeah it is extremely barren and it's almost uh, lifeless and the first thing you encounter is a mailbox which I'm not going to go on about but I am <laughs> it, it is a thing you do encounter and you actually you can take it and do with it what you will um, and um and there's also lots of you have to keep the the vehicle moving in order to progress from left to right, and um, it has varying speeds. Sometimes you can pick up quite a pace, and if you're not careful, it will land and smash into something, which can be devastating because it can break, uh, and then you'll have bits on fire. Then you have to put the fires out. There's a lot going on, and all you are ultimately your little character, tiny in fact, tiny little red character. That jumps around in, 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 in within this very large machine, um, trying to go from left to right for no reason. That's right. No, there's no dialogue whatsoever. You're just moving. The, the, the whole goal of the game is to go from left to right until there is a conclusion, which I won't say what that is. Um, so, the one thing about this vehicle is uh, everything is governed by gravity specifically momentum of the vehicle mm. and believe me everyone once it starts going it really starts going um how much time do you think as a team you've spent modifying and modeling this this the weight of this machine and the momentum of it what have you how much effort have you put in did you think that's been the cornerstone of the game so the like the feeling of the of the machine and of of driving it, yes. also especially. Yeah, just um, the feeling of movement, of motion, and as it's trundling along the way, the, the landscape, there's definitely feel it has a weight to it. 
and that's yeah quite difficult to model how did you how did you manage that i think yeah i had to break it down i think um the vehicle was you could say like half of the game um in with with all with with the with the programming game design and uh, the feedback and and all the, all its effects um and the and to to get the feeling right of 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 driving the vehicle we we yeah it was like a, a process until the end and and we we knew at the beginning that it that's a really important part of the game so we we had to combine the the sound effects and and like different particle effects but particle effects but also the visual design of the vehicle that it 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 has has this like you could say like miniature um miniature vehicle feeling and it felt it felt like like a real thing moving on on the ground and yeah and i think we we wanted wanted to go even further but we had to stop at one point it's i mean it it it's, i think it has no end you you can have really articulated um sounds of, from the wheels on the ground but then at the same time the whole machine is is working it's <laughs> yeah and i think it all started with the with the physics of the vehicle which we we had really early on um just to say the the early prototype was wasn't made with with physics and then we we made the whole game new with with the physics engine from unity and to to give it this more realistic and physical feeling to give it to the to the vehicle but yeah <laughs> i hope that answers it yes yes it does um Great. i just found that's one thing that um struck me about the game when again when i first sat down i went and played it at, at uh, Resd. This is when I first encountered Fallen Sales. Not Resd this year, because that hasn't happened yet at the time of recording. Mm-hmm. It would have happened by the time you listened to it. Never mind. Time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yes, uh, but Res 2018, uh, I encountered this. And uh, yeah, that's the first thing that struck me, is the tactile nature of the controls of the vehicle, the big, big buttons, and uh, which the little little man was, you know, had to hit with his head. It's great. Uh, yeah. and it's huge and then um, then there's the, the actual weight of the vehicle I just wanted to ask you know how have you how did you model that and I, I think you you, you you did your best to explain that you're right it's half the game That you, it takes up half the screen so why you know <laughs> yeah why not it, it's, <laughs> it's it, it is a huge huge sense. thing but um, yeah modelling that is, is, is difficult um this next question is related to um, uh, the what the first one I just asked, and I just want to talk about how the player and objects within the vehicle interact with the vehicle itself. Because just to explain it, once there's three levels, is it three, yes, there's three levels mm-hmm. to to the vehicle, uh, and you know you can you can there's a there's a hatch at the back and the front that you can move around and sort of uh, so you can leave, and there's also a hatch at the very top so you can stand on the roof of the vehicle, but um, as it's trundling along, um, you can get thrown about a little bit. But the, the items within it, like when you get when you're picking up bits of brick, you know, like 
um, stuff on the floor that you find uh, that you eventually use to, as fuel for the vehicle. Um, can, it can get thrown about all over the place. Um, was this always a feature or was it something that was added? Why, why did you do that? I mean, it, it, it came with the physicality and it was there um, <laughs> since our earlier prototype. And it was something which, which gave a bit um, life into the, to the more, you could say, static movement from, I mean, you're, you're, you're driving in one, one dimension and, and it's, it, it, has had also a bit little bit of this this fun and playful playful aspect to the game which which is also which is also part it's not like it's not only a serious post apocalyptic dark environment we we also wanted to have um a bit of fun and and this playfulness in in the game and that is that is one thing with with the items that that they they move around and you have to manage them and if you if if you're not careful they 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 can get thrown out of the vehicle and and so on and the character itself is is this really small um character who has to carry them around so it it's it's like this micro mechanic we have, we have in in the game and this this thing that entertains you um while you're driving yeah it you know i loved um putting things up in hooks because there's little hooks everywhere in, in the vehicle that you can actually stow stuff on anything pretty much except yourself we, of course uh, we didn't have the hooks since uh, at the beginning we added them like halfway through i think okay um so to why, yeah why was that then to to have a bit more um room to, to move through the vehicle and so that they're not all the items um, aren't always in in your way, and right. because yeah, if, uh, and then we also reduce I think the the count of the, the of the items in the game, so it's so not every so they're not items everywhere in the vehicle, so, so you couldn't move around anymore. Fair enough. No, I, don't, I suspected that was what was going on was the the adding of the hooks or the I don't yeah that definitely felt like a device. To help the player rather than them stumbling over or jumping over their very their fuel, uh, it's mm. good that you'd actually be able to hook it up to things. In terms of narrative, Fallen Sales is quite minimalist. Yet the player is driven to move ever forward. How do you believe, through the medium of game design, you've in- you encourage this for the player that you encourage them to go on? What what is the thing? that you think that drives people on to 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 continue to play file and sales to completion mm. i think we didn't have to uh, we didn't have to do much in this in this area because <laughs> it, it it was never a problem for for the for the players that they didn't want to go right i i we don't know exactly why but it's i th- i imagine it's because you only can move left or right, and on on the left side you you won't uh, go anywhere. So <laughs> you oh, you yeah you basically can only move right. And what what we had to do is to make this moving right fun, and 
and then it get, gets like level up. The reason it, it is fun or it, um, we, we wanted to create this fun is to, to move inside this vehicle and to move with the vehicle. So it's, it's really straightforward. And um, I think that this is also the reason why we didn't need some, some explanation why you had to move right and to to have like this this breadcrumbing to keep the play, to keep the play moving right and yeah i don't know i mean in the side scroller i think you you rarely question to move right i think there there's like two kinds of players the one that move left just to try it out and and the ones who who only move right but yeah it's it's it has also something to do with um, that that you have the freedom to to go on this journey and not as, as I said earlier that you're not um, chased by something or you have to do to go there in in a certain time so you you can stop most yeah you can stop anywhere you want and and enjoy the moment but um, yeah, you have like this these two options mostly, like stay, um, staying at the place or, or moving on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, what about how can I put this? The fuel gathering, and also mm-hmm. how that in- links with the encouragement of um, the player moving from left to right. Because for me, the driver was curiosity. I wanted yeah. to know what was going to happen. And the only way they're going to get that answered is by continuing playing, to, to continue to move to the right, you know, because eventually it's going to come to an end, probably. Uh, and, you know, there's, the little fellow was going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that's, what drew, that's what drives me on, really. And I think that's what I was trying to draw out from you. And I think you got there is that, you know, it's, yes. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't push it in a way. I mean, no, you, no, no. We, we could have made it like that. That's that we we really wanted to to create this curiosity. But the only thing we do is that you you're not driving through a like to a test driving level. You have a world you can drive in, and that is like this this um, and and we want yeah we we want to surprise the player, um, but we we don't have this this the story or like a huge exploration aspect to it. It's just like the normal thing. You're on a journey. You want to 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 see what's what's coming. Yeah. But it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's it's it it wasn't it wasn't that much of a challenge for us if we, if you can say so to to create this to create this curiosity. No. No, I think it it yeah. came out with it, it came with the intention that we want to have this 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 world, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, my last question is related to the fuel because without the fuel, generally you can't move unless you got the sails up. But sometimes the sails can't be put up for reasons. You can pull the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, you can push. You can pull it. You can pull it. That's true. He's a very strong little fellow, isn't he? The little. Yeah. He's very strong. <laughs> Uh, but right. um, there's a balance between fuel gathering and keeping the vehicle moving. Um, how did you find plotting that out across the course of the map, and how forgiving were you 
because I'm suspecting that that must have taken some significant design decisions and plotting out and balancing risk reward um, to to get it just right. Did you find that difficult, or was it, did it more or less play out itself? No, that that thing was was difficult, and it right. <laughs> and it was the, the balancing of it was was something we we did through the whole development. Um, I think the, the the idea at first was to to have both options available at the same time, or at and most of the time that you you can use the sail and can use the engine at the same time, but mostly. The, if if they have the, the resources, the players um, use the engine because it's it's fast and I think more more intuitive. I mean, I I like the sail more, but it's it's what we experienced with with playtesting the game. And so we we changed it that there are like areas which are especially for for sailing, and in the other areas. You have yeah, like three three types of areas: areas where you you have to use the sail, areas where you can use both, and areas where you have to use the engine. And the areas where we, which are which which are only for the sail, are like this this enjoyable or relaxing um, times. You you just ca- you you just drive and and enjoy your environment it's like you um yeah uh that's it's like this variation from from the the parts where you really have are in a stressful situations with, with your engine so that that was the, the balancing to to have this relaxing parts between between this this more stressful or more engaging more engaging parts of the of the, the road yeah that definitely feels like it was like peaks and troughs it was like you mm-hmm. you'd be trolling along like oh hang on just reach the steam okay there you go oh i've run out of fuel again oh okay let's see if i can get some pressure up with this some stuff lying around oh there's there it comes and you find an oil barrel and or something it's really good, and uh, it's just a lovely way of pacing the experience. Because otherwise, you, if you're leaving too too far apart, it becomes too stressful. Uh, because you realise that you know you, you're going to run out very fuel great, much easier. But if you're leaving too close together, it ceases to become uh, critical, and you can just give it. You become too blasé about it, and you just don't really care. So you, I think you paced it just right. Thank you, and and maybe also some players thought we we would spawn. The items right. to to get the pacing right, but they're all pre pre placed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think we had to what yeah what we had to do during the whole development was to to reduce the amount of items and to make the the areas where you drive with the sail longer and longer. So we yeah we at the end we had. We almost like doubled the the sale time because if 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 they would if they were shorter, they it they felt not rewarding enough and it was just like oh I can't enjoy the moment it's, it's yeah. over before it has begun so yeah okay awesome 
Right. Um, well, that's it. Done. I know. Okay. Yeah, well done. And uh, that, that was fast. That was well, was it? I don't know. I think that uh, we we covered um, the the core of the game and how it comes across. And you definitely answered questions about um, how certain aspects of the game and how they evolved uh, really well. And without because oh, what I'm worried about this is the game is relatively short. And if I go into too much detail, I might spoil some things, which you and I know would be bad. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> because I've made some, yes, I made some sweeping statements, and you and I know I've been very hesitant to go into too much detail because some of them aren't strictly accurate or true because other things happen, <laughs> which means mm-hmm. that what I've said isn't true uh, as a broad sort of, because there are aspects of some of the gameplay that it, the game changes, the pace changes, but I won't say anything more than that. That's enough. Uh, that's <laughs> enough carrot dangling in front of the the, the audience there to to let it go. But Farland Cells uh, by uh, Okomotive is out now on Windows PC, Mac, Xbox uh, Xbox One, and now PlayStation Four. So, uh, Don, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And I hope. Yes. Uh, go on. Yeah, I hope you have all fun playing the game if you if you play it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of my favourite games of 2018. So that's that's why, very nice to hear. Yeah, that's Thanks. why I was so excited <laughs> to have you on the show. Uh, because, uh, yeah, it's uh, an extraordinary thing that you've made here. And uh, the fact that you're pushing it out to more and more platforms is, is a good thing. Because more people need to play this game. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I wish you best of luck in your future endeavours, whatever they may be. And, of course, you're welcome to come back to talk about those when they, are, when they bear fruit. Whatever that, whenever that is, uh, but I can assure you, we will be here. We've been going since 2013, and we will continue to go as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, um, Don, yeah, thanks very much. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. <laughs>